Brad. What? Happy freaking Sunday. Almost spooky season's it over. It is, and you spent your whole life savings on candy. I did. <laughs> I did eat a few pieces of it. Uh, good, good nostalgic candy. What's your go-to nostalgic? Reese's Pieces. Oh. Yeah. Car- caramel apple pops all the way. Ooh, yummy. I went to three stores to find. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, and, and I don't plan to give them out. <laughs> and I hear that this is the first time you've ever... Well, yeah. Giving out candy on Halloween. Why? I don't know. Are you? Uh, well, for the last three years, because we've been in Christmas mode, I'm pretty sure oh. I had my Christmas tree up last oh, Halloween. Oh, yeah, you absolutely did. <laughs> so it didn't make sense to <laughs> pass out Reese's Pieces or Caramel the Apple kid, Pops. The kids that came by your house were really fucking confused. Yeah. Is that a Christmas It was tree? Nightmare Before Christmas. <laughs> but this will come out after Halloween. So oh, yeah. Everybody Thankfully. will be in a sugar coma. Well, we've gotten some feedback from last week. And mm. sure, we, we warned people. We d- I, I don't think that it's fair that if we give a disclosure... Well, and at this point, for fuck's sake, if you've listened to our podcast, you are forewarned. I don't have any... Pit, uh, no pity for you. But... It's going to be crazy. We, we did spiral. Not our fault, though. <laughs> no, definitely Barbie's fault. Oh, are we allowed to say her name? Oh, she's... During the investigation? No. Oh, shoot. Until further notice, Barbie Waters is... On hold, on pause. She's been put on pause pending <laughs> the cease and desist and the lawsuit that uh, oh. Palaha. Oh, sorry. We're going to get in so much trouble with HR. Uh, we had an interesting episode for our debut episode last week, so we're going to keep it. But you know who we can blame? We're just going to blame Chris Palaha. He's not here to defend himself. Right. Which, by the way, we didn't even snowflake his movie. I know. I, I mean, we it. were being gracious hosts. Of course. But now that he's gone. <laughs> Let's fuck that shit up. So, you said it. So fucking bad. Sorry, Plaha. He would probably agree. I think... Uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to edit that out. Shit. Or maybe not. <laughs> I think collectively we would all agree that the, it was probably a one or one and a half snowflake. Well, from... From, <laughs> from the whole... Uh, well, there's- Just go back and listen to the tone. He pretty much made it clear that he didn't have a very enjoyable time on set. He did. Well, you know, if if you hate the dog in any any movie, I think that that pretty much sums up the, the right <laughs> experience you so, had on the show. So we didn't want we didn't want our listener to think that we had gone so far off script that we weren't going to stick to our snowflake rating. So yes, yes we are. 1.5 snowflakes and and Jerry the dog basically won all those. We have conducted a scientific study. Oh, um, absolutely. We put out a study. Double over the blind. Week, a double, double blind, blind study. study. Peer reviewed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Asking the very deep question. Do you like Hallmark movies because of their predictability? And we had... A whopping 172 people respond. Wow. And of wow. of those, 162 said, heck yes. And the 10 that answered, I want something fresh, received a not so friendly <laughs> message to stay the fuck out of our scientific study. And the reason I bring that up, mm-hmm. again, sorry, we're going to talk about the book that we well, wrote a little bit. We should talk bit. about the book. But the, the book is a deal. While we are so gracious to have received so much positive feedback if you are going to read this book you know written by hallmark podcast people mm -hmm, with the word hallmark Mm -hmm. on the cover Mm -hmm. if you 
leave a review that says, I deducted stars from this book because it's so predictable, <laughs> then pound sand. <laughs> pound something. I mean, I just, and again, we appreciate it. We, we, we appreciate opinions of all kinds. We're just giving a friendly reminder that this is <laughs> a very much Hallmark inspired book. So yes. if you watch the Hallmark movies, mm -hmm. which as, unfortunately as, we do, as 162 people uh, acknowledge, have. Yeah. right? Yeah. Predictability is a key factor to these movies. A cornerstone. So yes. Um, with that, we won't talk about the book anymore. Um, <laughs> this episode. This episode. But uh, all we can say is that we won't talk about our Amazon best-selling. Oh, book. stop! I mean, we did get a review that said. This is a fluffy, steamy, mm. hallmark, predictable hallmark masterpiece. Masterpiece. So, pound sand. Okay. Okay. What What do you got? Well, I, going you know along the vein of the human brain and predictability, and I was doing some research on that. But we've actually talked about that topic before. That the attraction of hallmark movies is that they are predictable and comfortable because there's there's no stress in not knowing how they turn out. <laughs> and I found a really interesting study. Called scientific study. So, so scientific. And it's called, I replaced the word pornography with Hallmark movies in a scientific study to prove a point to my family. <laughs> Lovely title. Um, and you go through to read it and it's, it's several points from, I guess, a pornography study. I don't read a whole lot of pornography studies. Um, and it just talks about <laughs> how Hallmark brain, how Hallmark movies impact the brain much like pornography like they change and rewire a consumer's brain like if you spend the day watching a marathon of hallmark channel um then you are going to forget how to be a doctor stuff like that well right because everybody <laughs> wants to drop medicine and go build gingerbread houses that, for a living right um hallmark movies that. can become an obsessive compulsion or addiction I, um oh you know that it's like it's like uh hall hub you know, like, that <laughs> like <one. fair> <laughs> it's all hub. <laughs> I love this part. It says, um, you start watching a harmless movie in the background of your podiatrist waiting room. And it appears to have a well thought out plot, complex characters, navigating their careers and relationships. And the next thing you know, you're tweaking for any Candace Cameron Bure material you can get. <gasps> Bure CCB. We don't talk about her. <gasps> no, she's dead. CCB. She's dead to us. Yeah. Um, Hallmark movies can alter a consumer's romantic taste. Oh, I think that's very true. Drive Ex a wedge into relationships. Expectation. Absolutely. Because everybody should be a hall star. Hot. Um, well, and if, and if you have a nine to five business job where you have to wear a suit, mm. you're getting dumped, right? The, that's what they say. <laughs> absolutely. You need a flannel, yeah. an ax, and a cranberry farm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hallmark movies are full of toxic lies. Well, that's That's, that's why we like it, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all for a good toxic lie. <laughs> Um, Hallmark movies can fuel anxiety, depression, and leave consumers lonelier than before. What? Well, that's also true. When I when I watch these movies and I see these festive Christmas parties, I never uh, get invited to a Christmas party. And I don't never. have anybody to invite to a Christmas party. You mean you don't have to borrow a tux and take your gift, your private shopper, to a Christmas party? Oh, wait, I jumped yeah. ahead. Well, I guess we should then. Should we just dive in? We might as well. I mean, this article, it's obviously ironclad science. Perfect. Are yep. you ready? Let's talk about it. Well, 
Before we jump into the movie we're going to talk about, I also watched the uh, A Cozy Christmas Inn, which oh. was the uh, Hallmark shade against CCB <laughs> by casting uh, Jody Swinton. As oh, that's the, right. Oh, that's the, the one I didn't watch. Um, I did not. They didn't address it. Because so well, there's it, probably like well, it's a sequel. <laughs> so it's a contract. sequel. It's a sequel to the a movie that CCB oh. was in a while ago. It has all the same characters except for Jody Swinton's character comes in as a real estate executive trying mm. to buy a, a an inn up at uh, Garland, Alaska. Oh, Garland, Alaska. Garland, Alaska. Ooh. Wait a minute. Was the sun out in any of those scenes? A hundred percent. Oh, okay. Well, then all day, every day. Clearly not filmed in Alaska. <laughs> okay. Um, but it was very funny because there was an, an element of that movie with a secret uh, family business. Oh, a shipping business. <gasps> so what? We, we won't go into much more of that. But um, I did think it was funny that uh, the talk of the town was the, going to be the comparison, and oh, how could Hallmark do that to CCB? And uh, <laughs> it was an overall <laughs> eh, movie, um, not <laughs> worth our time in discussing and criticizing and critiquing, excuse me, um, critiquing. Um, but it was kind of fun little jab at, uh, at the behind the scenes drama. I'm just so, so happy for CCB. She's moved on to something more pure, but I mean, obviously Hallmark was a very bad influence on her. Uh -huh. What, what well, she, she like, took a seductive I mean, picture with all of her clothes on, on Instagram. Jo Jojo Siwa did say that she was the meanest person in Hollywood. Um, does that surprise you at all? And then she came out with this like five minute apology of your words matter. And I was never anything, but anyway, oh, yeah. that was the controversy with her this year. <laughs> she was the meanest person ever. Well, there was also on. an Instagram. I remember seeing something about an Instagram post where she was too seductive. Remember that? Fully clothed. No. <laughs> all the Christian sex obsessed men saw her fully clothed. And they were just, it's way too bad. So I'm glad she's moved on to something more pure and more wholesome and. Good for her. Well, the, this movie has not moved on. These actors, um, uh, Will Kemp and Rashida Sheedy. I think so. That I sounds think, right. I don't think, Do you want me to look it up? <laughs> I think I just... She's a gorgeous woman. I think I really axed her name, though. <laughs> and I'm very sorry. That was my <laughs> ignorance. To, to whoever you are, she play, we know who she played. She played Angie. Yeah. <laughs> I. You know, for me, the casting... Sure, she was great, I think, in the part, but... For me, the casting was all off on David Burnside because... Well, well, okay. So before we jump in, we are talking about... Oh, A Jolly Good Christmas. A Jolly Good Christmas. Which was not a jolly good film. Yeah. It follows David and Angie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> David. Should, uh, we'll, we'll just David say... David Burnside. Right. David Burnside. I know that because... But, yeah. The, you live on that street. I live on that street. Oh, shit. Now people know where I live. In Garland, Alaska. <laughs> right off the bat, it takes place in London, central London. So you know that there was money spent for the filming and scouting. It, it Scenically, it was beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. Yeah. But what this movie shows me is that Hallmark fans are unwilling to watch a movie with a full cast of foreigners. Because right? Inexplicably. Will Kemp. <laughs> a British actor. Yeah. Was in this movie from New York with the worst American accent See, I, I didn't have a problem, a huge problem. With I mean, that. it was pretty jarring. Well, it might have been his rectum mouth that, <laughs> you know, I was watching well, like I, the nuances of. He was think he was very being. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't always have a rectum mouth. He was trying he was very hard to have these to crisp have the words. Correct accent. 
So he puckered his lips a lot to make sure it sounded American. <laughs> so beyond that, oh um, it follows David, who is a uh, works architect, for an, uh, very, very famous law. Uh, wait, architecture. Yeah. Um, who's dating Charlotte, the daughter of the boss. A horrible frigid harpy. Uh-huh. Yeah. And um, this movie starts with their attempt of recreating Herod's with the emerald green bags. And um, David is looking f- to finish his Christmas shopping. And the only person <laughs> he has not shopped for is his girlfriend, Charlotte, who they have been together for three months. And upon closer inspection of his <laughs> Christmas. He's a very creative shopper. His Christmas gift list. Um, he has quite a few items for his friends. Rory got a candle. Mm. Ethan got a box of chocolates. Sarah got holiday. Simon got a bottle of wine. Jay got Christmas socks. Daniel got a gift card. Megan got a scarf. Sue got a box of chocolates. Katie got a candle. Harry got Christmas socks. Chris got a gift card and Bill got a bottle of wine. Charlotte, however, he has not found the perfect gift. And so what does he settle on? A gift card. That's when he runs meet cute right into Angie (laughs) with that giant ass teddy bear who's doing her client's year end shopping as a personal shopper. The gift whisperer. The gift whisperer. By the way, her car is... My favorite. It's the best character in the movie, her car. Yeah. She drives a little mini. In central London. (laughs) But has a car, but in the first scene has to take the bus. Well, I mean. The the bear was too big. Oh, it's because she was having brake troubles. Right, 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 right. right. They meet once at Harrods. Mm -hmm. They meet again on the bus. Fake Harrods. Fake Harrods. Generic Harrods. Um, They meet again on the bus. Same meet cute, different set. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And of course, he's a gentleman, so he offers to carry her bags off of the bus. And sure enough. Sure as shit. They switch bags. Yes. And while he has purchased a gift card for Charlotte, um, Angie has purchased a an engraved platinum necklace for one of her clients. And so, you know, she's got to go back and get that necklace. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the next morning she goes back to his law firm through some sleuthing, she finds where he works, walks right in. They exchange gifts back. And then he says, wait, you're a personal shopper. Can I hire you to find Charlotte the perfect gift? Well, first, she bags on him for 20 minutes about buying oh, a the, gift card. Right. <laughs> She's just kind of a jerk. Well, and overall, these scenes were very long. So long. I mean, they were when they were standing on the stairs at the at the store... I mean, there was no movement. It was Charlotte and her mother. He was looking up at them. I mean, some of these scenes were three, four, five, six minutes mm-hmm. out of an hour and 20 minutes. So, yeah, she was not impressed that he had selected a, a gift card for his girlfriend. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, she agrees to uh, she agrees to help him shop. As long as he accompanies her. Well, no, I guess he wasn't going to. She wasn't going to accompany her until. Bomb, bomb, bomb. He couldn't fill out the, the application. Was it an application or a questionnaire? Oh, I don't know. 
<laughs> what is the first award? She has a very sophisticated, very complex process for getting the perfect gift. Right. I mean, it's all about the Venn diagram. It's the science it's again. The wants, <laughs> the needs, and what was the, the love? <laughs> and those three will give you the trifecta <laughs> gift. The perfect gift, which, by the way, <laughs> with uh, in that formula, I want to know how somebody landed on that giant ass teddy bear. Right. <laughs> Go from a giant teddy bear that. to an engraved platinum necklace. Um, <laughs> yes, the questionnaire was unbelievable. Yeah. Like, what? what's the first award Charlotte ever won? Right. What's the first piece of art she ever bought? What was her report card like in the fourth grade? <laughs> How were her marks? Should we just talk in a British accent now for the next For the rest second? of the show. Oh, perfect. Wonderful. And I'll make my mouth look <laughs> tight and small. Oh, that actually sounds much better. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so after uh, after he's incapable of answering these questions, he simply has to accompany her. Yeah, she just shanghais him. And they go shopping. It isn't until they end up along the river that uh, we learn a little bit more about David's history as a child and the lack of Christmas joy that he has experienced. You ever had one of these? Oh yeah. No, my parents were here on a project once and uh, they sent me for Christmas one of those famous English hampers full of this stuff, mm. including my first mince pie. Loved them ever since. So you didn't spend your Christmases with your mum and dad? Um, actually, not a lot. No, they were usually on the other side of the world working Christmas time. They must have missed you. No, they did and I missed them, but well, you know, you get used to things, right? So, how did you spend your holidays then? Well, I was at boarding school, so it's just me, a couple other kids, uh, a few teachers with nowhere else to go. We would sneak into the kitchen and make a big dinner, and then afterwards we would trade all the presents that we got from home that we didn't want. That sounds kind of fun. No, it was. <laughs> it was. But. I always wondered what it would be like to have a real, you know, family Christmas. Lots of noise, kids running around, big table, everyone fighting over the same bowl of cranberry sauce. Well, you're spending Christmas Eve with Charlotte and the family, aren't you? Yeah, I am. And I'm sure it will be very nice. But I'm guessing there's going to be more than one bowl of cranberry sauce. Well, <laughs> you've got the jellied kind, you got the fresh kind. We know all about cranberries. We know everything about, about cranberry cranberries. sauce. Well, and, no, and cranberries. And farming. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about that scene was that before that, the red flags were waving all over the place because... So many red flags. <laughs> during that questionnaire, before they start shopping, David admits that, you know, the family life is really overrated. And he, he doesn't really have that in mind then when they're shopping and you know subsequently shoplift <laughs> um she's like well what about a pen what about a lot some luggage i you know the luggage the luggage was, was great a, a gps luggage <laughs> a, a piece of luggage that has an espresso machine built in no that's a gift that i will oh, keep on giving i want that um but he when they when they get to the jewelry counter the the clerk pulls out a lovely topaz Topaz and platinum. I love that you know what fucking. I don't stone know. That I was. just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> a moissanite. 
a lab grown. This is a lab grown moissanite with a platinum setting and chain. And he looks over at uh, Angie. Oh, that was pretty good. It was very um, good. Uh, oh, no, no. I'm not ready for the uh, jewelry. Stop doing that with your mouth. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when I do that, I actually kind of sound a little bit. <laughs> Um, so red flags all over the place. Well, the biggest red flag, of course, is the fact that he has a girlfriend. And then by the end of this shopping endeavor, he has gone for a swim and is back at Angie's apartment. T took a shower at Angie's apartment. <laughs> yeah. And then and they go on a hot date to a ball. Undercover, right? No, well, not really. It, it's because sort of, Angie's they get roommate. snuck in right. to the party. But, but again, why, why Angie needed to accompany him is never explained. What What's also never explained is why he can't go to his own flat, by the way. Well, until it starts to become clear that he's deliberately avoiding going yeah, home but he goes to, to be with her. Callum's luxurious loft to borrow a tuxedo. So yeah. he takes a shower at Angie's, <laughs> then borrows a tux from Callum. Um, oh, he's my favorite character. The favorite. Next, uh, next to the car, of course. <laughs> um, they So they go to the ball. Right. I mean... Yes, for a Hallmark movie, I mean, this is pretty risque. This is yeah. essentially emotional in uh, your face infidelity. Infidelity, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But but they cope with that by making Charlotte a horrible person, or just like a normal Brit. <laughs> like, like, she was just very posh and uh, very, yeah, cold, cold, and, and yeah, couldn't be bothered, and yeah, and very jealous though. She was very very jealous, right? And so I, that whole scene, the the midnight gala that they had to go find the <laughs> the client and we haven't even talked about the whole point david's whole mission is that he's got to get this client on board before christmas if oh that's he, right there is a mission to the movie you know yeah. if he wants uh if he wants the big job yes but yeah it was absolutely bonkers that he shows up to the ball with angie now as an aside i didn't realize until doing a little bit of research that he is a trained dancer oh um so i have a feeling if we were to ever which we won't, but <laughs> go back and... Which you couldn't pay us to do. But. <laughs> I'm sure that th there's probably dance sequences in most of his movies. They, oh. they typically capitalize on those other skills. Um, but then Charlotte is also at the ball by herself and is appalled that he is went without her. Because <laughs> he was working late in the office. Mm. So after, after Charlotte storms off, mm -hmm. um, leaving David with Angie at the party... <laughs> um, Again, their vehicle in central central London has been now has been towed um, because they basically parked in a roundabout <laughs> <laughs> across from a hotel in central London. Um, and David accompanies her to her family's restaurant, the Hungry Manchester pub. It's a pub. A pub. A public house. Uh huh. Yeah. Where he plays darts with her mother and. You know, their family, they just want her to take over the family business. And she wants to do it her own way and come out with her gift-giving book, The <laughs> Gift Whisperer Guide. It's at that point that then we realize that David has lied about locking, leaving his keys in the towed car. His keys were in her boot. In her boot. Um, <laughs> which sounds very strange to the American ear, by the way. Which, right. Why would, interesting point that he said something that's so un-american that's true right yeah 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 they're in the boot i left your key my keys in <laughs> your boot 
when really he had his keys in his pocket and just wanted to accompany Angie for the rest of the evening. He just wanted to spend the evening with her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just when we thought this movie couldn't be over, (laughs) they have, you know, they've got to add the four or five minutes of commercials between every seven minutes of movie. Well, and they warm you up to it. Like it's first, it's 30 seconds. And then by the time, well, it's yeah, like the, six minutes of commercials. Because the, the, the masses of, uh, have a... Emotionally invested uh, at that right, point. Right, that's the word I was looking for. They've, they sunk the hook. But they've sprinkled oh. in the, one commercial in particular that... Uh, well, it's still not as good as season one's commercials, but... Oh, God. Those the, were ep- the COVID commercials were epic. The rats dying. <laughs> but this one... This one uh, uh, hits disgusting. a few more yeah it's pretty gross very gross and it's not festive <laughs> or jolly no my name is amber smith and i suffer from cas chronic a stinkiness syndrome amber is the only human on earth with cas her feet completely stink free under boob same her butt not even a hint of odor i just wish i could be like everyone else stinky Amber Smith, the only non-stinky person on Earth. For everyone else, there's Lumi whole body deodorant. I also, Ugh. I, 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 did you notice like the very subtle, because yes, in the commercial, listener, um, bent over. the doctor is bending over in different positions, smelling various parts of Amber Smith's body. It's so fucking good. Cool. I mean, I won't buy Lumi, even if it's a fucking fantastic product, I won't buy it uh, principle alone on how gross their ads are. <laughs> They're fucking disgusting. Won't well, do it. Won't do it. So it wasn't your favorite part <laughs> of the movie. No. Mm-mm-mm-mm. What was your favorite part of this movie? I didn't have my favorite. Part. Oh, you were about to see. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Well, I mean, so the Westminster Wish deal, where supposedly there's this. Um, <laughs> it's a very, it's a very like you thing. have to very. I mean, that's a very planned out sort of wish well you have to be very intentional because you have to be you have to throw a pound into the reflection of big ben so if it's a stormy night you're fucked wasn't it but i thought it had to be river thames on christmas eve on christmas eve at midnight as it's striking midnight. did you want me to say it or do you want to say it (laughs) (laughs) butt out buddy (laughs) i forgot this is your favorite part (laughs) anyway that was your favorite part that, no, I mean that, it's, it's hall it's hallmark folklore. It's so hallmarky. It was very. I mean, it, but you know what we didn't have? We didn't have wreath making. We didn't have. There was no hot cocoa. Did you notice that? Nope. There um, were there were three olive martinis. There, there was mulled wine, which mm-hmm. was ridiculous, but okay. Um, so we replaced all of that sort of you know fluffy foofy stuff with a Westminster witch. So that was fresh. That was that was okay. Fresh. I mean, so I think, unpredictable. I think we watched one movie where you were supposed to hang your one of the Christmas movies we watched last year, season one or season two. I can't remember. You had to hang your ornament on the tree at midnight. Oh, remember that, that? That was first season. And then you got your wish. <laughs> so I know I, I get that this was like a re you know reinvention of that. So but... fresh, we might have to steal that. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh, and of course, you know they did get their wish in the end. Oh right. In the boot. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, overall, I mean, we. I guess that's the end of the movie. Uh, right? Is that the end of the well, movie? Well, I mean, Charlotte breaks up with him. And then this, yeah. actually my very favorite part, and this truly was my favorite part, is when Charlotte breaks up with him because she, they both of them realize they're not the one. Right. right? Because what did, what did Callum say? Uh, when you realize, you, you, how did you realize Ethan was the one? Was that 
all the other ones before were what? Too much work or something? Like that. <laughs> sure. But anyway, so when Charlotte's <laughs> breaking up with him in St. James Park or wherever the fuck they were, and she gives him his present, and it's a gift card. Gift card. <laughs> oh, sorry, did I ruin that moment to you? Oh no, I love it. Okay, I love it. It's a gift card. Um, it's a gift. Very card. appropriate. And he, and then he donated it to the the lo- homely uh, children singing yeah. children choir. Yeah. Um, I love the part that after that scene, or it might have been before when he it all runs together. <laughs> he, he he goes back to the hungry Manchester and just says to some stranger going into the pub, oh, hey, can you give this present? And then we never see any. <laughs> it's nothing. Until like that evening. 25 more minutes. 25 minutes pass. <laughs> and he has gifted her a pen, oh, yeah. which in the beginning of the movie was going to be a gift to herself when she finished her book. Well, in, in the Venn diagram, right? It's that one gift in the middle. Right. Yeah. Need, yeah. want, love. Um, The end. The <laughs> The I will say the uh, soundtrack, it, it's amazing <laughs> to me. No, it is. It's amazing to me when they put the money to the- what, Did you find out if that was really a Spice Girl song? I think it was. I mean, it sounded like sure. one, but, Let, but they had a, all I want for Christmas is fruit kind of sounded. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I mean, it really adds to the, these movies it, when, you yeah. know, the scenery is done right, mm-hmm. um, when the music soundtrack is done right. Mm-hmm. Even in a case like this where the movie was not great, it was manageable to watch. Absolutely. I, I don't yeah. think there were too many cringe moments, although I was reading a book through the entirety of this, so <laughs> I don't know that I... A really cringy book. I don't know that I even have the, the authority <laughs> to, to say what I'm saying, but I would say this movie, snowflake-wise, mm. two, two and a half? Well, for you, is that what you're giving it? Two. Too. Well, see, we we talked about this last night, and I'm gonna re, I'm gonna revise my rating because I'm gonna give London the London setting a, a snowflake. Okay. I'm gonna give her adorable car a snowflake. Okay. And I'm gonna give Callum a snowflake. So I'm gonna give it. I'm actually gonna give it three snowflakes. Three snowflakes. Okay. So well, that's one of my highly most highly rated I think ever. ever. I think it just means you just want to go to Europe. I so want to go to Europe. Somebody would buy our book, then maybe we could. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been a very predictable afternoon, and I'm not complaining about it. No, the human mind craves predictability. Sure. We've, we've scientifically proven that. <laughs> and the other 10 people can go pound sand. <laughs> um, well, I feel like it's we're slowly going to you know, once spooky season is now behind us, I feel like I, I might I, I might actually enjoy watching these movies. Well, when are you putting up your Christmas tree? That's when it really always starts to feel. Well, unfortunately, that means I'm going to have to take the Halloween decorations down first. And I hate doing that. So <laughs> it would probably already be up by now. Uh, well, if his history is any indicator, yes. I also have to uh, rearrange the furniture again, which <laughs> it's, it's a big process to put this freaking tree up. It's a big up. fucking tree, dude. Um, Just don't, don't put the bottom section on. You have to put the bottom. Oh. That's where the power is. Well, I don't know this It's shit. okay. Well, anyway, listener, thank you. Um, follow us on Home for Hallmark. Uh, email us at homeforhallmark at gmail.com. Subscribe to the new website, Hall Hub, for Ooh. all your Hallmark desires. We should trademark that hall hub. We should. <laughs> <laughs>
you want to truly fuck up your brain with Hallmark movies. Oh, Hallhub.com. Yeah. Streaming 24-7. Hallhub.com. <laughs> what? That's, what is that? I don't know. <laughs> isn't that, isn't that? I don't know. I don't do you, know. How do you know? Anyway, anyway, and buy our book, damn it. Oh, yeah, our little book. A little book that could, if only Christmas would come. Our small but mighty book. We'll be back same time next week with an all-new episode of Home for Hallmark. Thank you. Goodbye.